What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. The other host. Special that's, guest. That's me, the other host here on Popcorn Culture. Special guest. What's poppin' everybody? Whoa, hey now, that's <laughs> you. You've taken it too far. Unacceptable levels of, of hostmanship over well, there. Well, well, uh, all I can say, I don't know exactly what the, the difference between the voting is over on the Patreon, but I can tell you that we, Jazzy J and Buzzy B, are leaving category no host in the dust. Clean in the dust. Clean in the dust. It's currently, there is very little to no chance of any episode of Popcorn Culture starting with just a, a 15 seconds moment of silence. Just no good. It's not going to happen. No, it's no way. No. It's not going to happen. That's you know, sad. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. We've been we've been hard at work designing our uh, metal person cards. Yes, we have. We, have. we absolutely have. We, we've, we've been we've been cracking away, trying to incorporate as many uh, inside jokes as we possibly can into. Possibly. Oh, possibly. possibly. Well done. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good correction. As we possibly can into what is basically, you know, basically a, a business card. Person card. Person card. I yeah. mean, it's it's basically a business card. Basically, except it won't include any contact information whatsoever. Well, no. Why would a person card include contact information? Well, a person card wouldn't, but a, like a business card probably would. No, I know. That's why I said it's basically. Basically. But in lieu of contact information, it will include inside jokes. It, for sure, that's going to happen. Yes. 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 Um, and just as a reminder, anyone who uh, goes over to patreon.com slash popcorn culture and joins the glorious Jazzy J team or Buzzy B by October 25th, which is Ben's birthday, will receive a person card. Yes, a, a, a literally a stainless steel person card. Yes. That will be like laser etched. Laser etched. It might, even, it might have like, you know, holes cut through it at certain parts. It could. It, it could. could. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a a token. It is going to be, I'm so excited to see what the final product looks like. It's going to be so cool. And as a reminder, if you're already a patron, then you're already getting one. You're already it's getting one. Good news. You didn't have to do anything. You're just, yeah, you're already getting one. It's I know. coming. It's, it's going to be the best. It's going to be the best. I'm. What I'm also hoping happens, because now I really want to go like afterwards and also have individual uh, like business cards made for myself. So oh, you that, want regular business cards. Yes, yeah, so like with, right. with contact information. Right. For yeah. when we meet people in person again someday. Yeah, exactly. Well, eventually, <laughs> surely that yeah. might be a thing. Yeah, because I feel like once I've possessed the person card, yeah. it's going to be like, I'm never going to be able to look at a paper business card the same way ever again. Right. I'm going to like people will like hand it to you and be like, yeah, just like shoot me an email if you ever have any questions. I'm gonna be like, I definitely have no questions. Here's the thing: I'm good. The thing this about is paper, I'm good. The thing about handing someone a metal business card is that there is no, there's such little chance of them throwing that away. Such little chance of them throwing it away, and there's such little chance of it not leaving an impression because there's no chance you would hand it to somebody and they would just be like, oh, thank you, and like, you know, insert it into their back pocket. <laughs> right. I've got a whole deck of these at my office. Right, like, they are going to be like, is this metal? And yeah. like, it is. It is, in fact, metal. Remember me as the guy with the metal business card. Yeah, and then they're going to be like, do you give these to everyone? And be like, not everyone. Wink. Which is actually the real reason why you carry paper business cards is, is to pull those out and be like, right. look, see, I, I, I carry these for, for contacts. I've been passing these out all day, but not, no, you, but not metal. to you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, they're really just a prop. I've been carrying the same 25 paper business cards that I got for free <laughs> from a promotion for years. And yeah, this is, this is, this is the real way to, to make earnest impact. Do you remember when you and I had to on the fly have business cards printed? 
Yes. In New York City. We were in New York City and we were going for a project with Google, which this is like one of those odd things that it, it seemed like, especially when the channel was growing very rapidly back in like 2016, 2017. Yeah. Uh, where it went kind of like from its very humble beginnings to starting to be more of like the like our jobs. Yeah. Um, we, we got a lot of these opportunities that came out and one of them was going to New York City where we were going to be explaining, I think, how social media works. Can we say to whom? We were explaining it to? Or? I think so. Okay. I don't so see why not. It was the McDonald's company. Right. McDonald's. Yeah. So it was, I think like the, like the VP of marketing was yeah. in like the meeting with us. VP so, of like marketing McDonald's international. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And her team. And her team, which yeah. was like eight people or something. It yes. was, yeah. It was intimidating. And you're at Google already. Right. And you're like, uh, oh boy, I feel this, this is, uh, yeah, okay. You guys are, this is intimidating. <laughs> it was, yeah. So that was the thing though. So like, you know, we, we flew into to New York City and we get there and we're like, we don't have business cards. Like, I know. And it was, all, both of us freaked out over this like shared concern over this moment where in professional business settings, you're supposed to do like the obligatory exchange of business cards. And we were like, we don't have them. What are we going to do? Well, it was, it was also just, I don't know. There was, yeah, there was this sort of fear. Like what, what, you know, ideally you hope to walk away and have left a very good impression on McDonald's right, or whatever. <laughs> Like, you know, chances are and that, you know, maybe they want to work with you in some way. Right. Which would be pretty cool. It would be pretty cool. And yeah, it felt it felt like one of these like odd opportunities. Like you're going to be presenting yourself before people that are like very high up in like a mega corporation. And so there is this sense of like, could our lives change today? <laughs> could today be the day where we like look back on it and we're like, wow, if we hadn't had those paper business cards, they never would have called us back. Yeah. Well, the thing is we had, we, we already had business cards like made for us, like super Carlin brothers, business cards like, that we had both just left at home. Oh, true. We, right. yes, you're, you are correct. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't like we hadn't taken this step. It's like we had forgotten them and we arrive in New York city and we check into our hotel. I think it was this, this the, the ACE hotel. I think is what it was called. You would remember better than me. It know. was cool. It was cool. It, yeah. yeah. Like I, we have like, we had like a partner manager at YouTube and I guess my, the way I imagine what happens is they get a, uh, some, some supervisor up the chain says, Hey, do any of you work with any YouTubers who would be a good fit for this project we have coming? And then they're like, let me, let me pick someone. And then they email you and you're like, yes. And they're like, yes. And then they go and book a bunch of things. And all of a sudden you're on a plane. Right. Yeah. That's how I imagine it happens. Uh, that's how I imagine it happens. I also think that it's like the, one of the more intro positions that you might have at YouTube is being a partner manager. Uh, for sure it is because we've been through like five now. Right. But none of them were as good as our first, well, no offense to anybody out there, but none of them were as good as our first person yeah. who was so good at like sending us places. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah. She, she was, she was great. Shout out to Shana. If you're still just totally listening. Super, super yeah. <laughs> leaned into super leaned into the super car. Carlin Brothers culture still years later. She's still at Google though, because we talked about her to our current manager and they're like, oh, I know her. And we're like, awesome, cool. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, tell her we said hi. But yeah, we arrive and, you know, you're, first of all, it's so, you know, we're rarely in New York City. Right. So it's sort of cool. I'm like, what are we going to go do? We're like, we got to get business cards made. So we like walk to various print shops thinking, for, we got to find somewhere that can not only make them, but make them within hours. Right. <laughs> Which doesn't seem like that hard of an ask. 
It, no, not necessarily. And I mean, I, I would say we we achieved this goal in a, in a way that uh, was, I mean, maybe exactly what you might expect. We, we ended up finding a Staples, right? I think, yeah, it was a Staples or a FedEx or something. Okay. Yeah. And we talked to the guy in the store and he's like, normally it takes like 24 hours. And we're like, we need them in like four hours. And they're like, okay, <laughs> we'll get it done. Like, no, no problem. Yeah. Like actually, okay. Yeah, so uh, we, we got our business cards and we totally exchanged them with everybody. Their business cards were pretty cool. They were incredibly they cool. They were pretty cool. They were like gold embossed. Yeah, they like, had the, yeah. like the, the, the McDonald's arches. Yeah, had like gold leafing on it. it was yeah. Like, mm, mm-hmm, pretty There's cool. Like a nice nice cardstock weight to you it. You look oh. like yours were made not this afternoon. Okay, <laughs> ours, right. are, ours are still hot from where they came <laughs> off the press. Yeah, uh, they never called us though. So. They sure did not. No, this, see, this is like one of those things though that I think especially, this happened to me a lot, I would say, during the years that I was coming out of college where mm-hmm. I think I felt like, Every meeting I went into, I kept thinking like, this is going to be one of those meetings that I refer to for the rest of my life as like, I was in the right place at the right time, which like inevitably through the course of people's lives, they will have a story like that. Mm -hmm. Like you will have some type of story somewhere along the way where, where you were lucky. Like, and that's part of what led you down your path of success, which luck is luck is absolutely an integral part of becoming successful. I think right in some way, at some point in time, you're going to have to get sure for sure as well as also work hard. Yeah. The big stuff. But, um, yeah. So I, I think that like through this, so this day in particular, I remember thinking that exact thing where I was like, man, like what if, what if we like are in a McDonald's commercial or something like that. Like also there's a huge part of me that looks back on some moments and I'm like, dream a little bigger. <laughs> like that, that to me is something I always think about. Like when, when we started super Carlin brothers, the, the, the extent to which I could imagine the success was I would be willing to take a pay cut to stop my full-time job and do this. And I'll, I'll, who, who knows? Maybe in addition to the main video, I'll make like a gaming video once a week. Right. And like that, this was like, these were like my highest ambitions. No, re- reaching know? for the stars. I know. It was like, I'll just, you know, not even like, you know, <laughs> like not even I, I plan on this being an improved kind of life. Like I'll just, I just won't have to do my regular job anymore. And that'll be such a reward. Right. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I I completely understand where you're at, too, because when we when we started Super Carlin Brothers and like the amount of time and energy that we were putting into it for the sheer lack of uh, financial return, which I would say I, at no point in the process for me was it, it, like even that was not a goal. Yeah, well, it was so weird because the whole the whole first year when we were just doing the video every single day, the goal, the goal was to finish the goal of like right, yeah, one yeah. year. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, even for me, like, so this is the other big thing because like we've told the story of sort of how we came to, you know, create this YouTube channel and everything and sort of how like it was, it was a project that I, that I know you wanted to do and that I was sort of like doing in exchange for, you know, having a roommate so that I didn't have to go live back at home with mom and dad. But yeah, I think even in my mind, that was like, it was almost like, okay, so if I can finish this year, then I'm made in the shade, then like I've paid my debt, you know, like the, then like I'm good. I don't have to like, I don't have to keep going. And then we, then we did keep going. We did keep going. And yeah. Look at us now. Look at us now. We have a, we have a podcast. <laughs> yes. There we go. <laughs> Those high ambitions. 
flying high, flying high, guys. Flying high. But yeah, so anyway. No, but going going back to that, that thought, though, of, of like being in the right place at the right time. I believe that, that we have had that situation happen before. Uh, I think we've talked about it like with our coffee company, yeah. where that was sort of like, you know, a guy that we were working with through YouTube videos happened to live in the same building as a guy who was also super involved with the world of social media, but also happened to own like a coffee, like a super high end oh, coffee, like right. establishment, uh, which basically like led to connections being made and then a phone call where we were wanting to like start a company of some kind and you know it was sort of like like the touches were so minimal right that that like would have led to us starting a coffee company which ended up being like it's still like one to me like one of the cooler things that like we've had the it opportunity is, to do yeah carlin brothers coffee is one of the cooler things and we just celebrated our two-year anniversary on it yes we did yeah, yeah look at that look at that i the coffee company it's so fun uh just the whole the whole way it even got started yeah like you said it was we we were working with a manager and he happened to live in the same apartment complex as a guy who used to work for a multi-channel network and now he owned a niche coffee brand in florida right and it was like wow <laughs> yeah 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 no it's 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 so it's like the the smallest of touches basically so that's that I feel like so far that's been like one of our really that was your you were in the in the right place right time I feel like we were in the right place at the right time yeah but like the other funny thing about it though is that all of the moments in my life and this used to happen all the time when I was doing my aquarium company full-time is that I would go and like sit down with just an administrator who ran like a waiting room lobby for a hospital but like for a, a company that does aquarium installation and maintenance you were sort of like I'm getting in at the hospital. Like, yeah. do you know how many waiting rooms there are in hospitals? Like, you know, there, there's like these moments where you're like, I was like psyching myself up to go and like, you know, like, like, like pitch as if I was pitching like on Shark Tank or something like oh, that, you know? But- but also, why not? This is like that episode of The Office where they're trying to get the deal with the phone book company. It's oh, like, right. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Does anyone read it? No. Does anyone want it? No. Does it show up at your doorstep twice a year anyway? Yes. And it's like a bazillion pages. Right. So if you're the paper company <laughs> selling to the phone book, great news. That's a huge, that's a yeah. huge sale. Yeah, 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 exactly. So like, yeah, for me, that was always, I always was expecting uh, those moments where it was like, okay, okay, I finally got in. Unfortunately, this is, this is like one of those things with the aquarium company everybody's always like yeah, you do a lot of dentist office and it's like i wish <laughs> I, w- I wish you'd think right you would think you think you, well, i haven't been able to crack into the uh the old dental game yeah. as um, i understand it dentists orthodontists uh waiting rooms pretty much mandatory at all these places yeah also everyone keeps telling me they got all this money why aren't they the fish tanks where why, why not why, why not? not i don't know but it hasn't worked it hasn't worked. um but maybe that's the thing, though. Maybe when you're in the right place at the right time, part of the conditions of it is you can't know that you're in the right place at the right time. Because mm. like whenever I've expected it, right. I've always been let down because it meant that I wasn't, in fact, in that position. Mm. And then like the coffee company was so like just absurdly random. It was like, how is this happening? Like, I think for a good long period of time, I, I like was so terrified to get excited about it because it always felt like it was going to be like it was like how did this happen? Like, it's like, it, it was something that was, was not on the table three days ago. And now like we're planning our trip to Florida to go to and curate our, our coffee flavor. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, this is, this is un- like, this doesn't happen. Um, and this happens to me all the time. I have like whiplash with my excitement about anything. You do. Yeah. This is a Ben Carlinism for sure. Explain, you, explain it to me as you see it because I, frequently, okay. Your ability to self-assess is terrible. So, but basically what is this, this will happen a lot. I will just be sort of sitting at my computer just working and then I'll be like he'll like pick up a marker and go to the whiteboard and be like okay I had a thought and you'll just like start going to town on whatever idea it is like 
clearly it's been running through your brain for like 24 hours. Everything feels so obvious to you. And meanwhile, I may as well have just stepped in front of a bus, you know? Yep. And I am like, what are you, like, what are you talking about right now? It is like, it will catch me so out of left field and it'll seem so out of nowhere. And like what, whatever obstacles immediately pop up in my field of view to whatever you're saying are clearly long in the dust. Oh yeah. No yeah, matter yeah. what yeah. you don't even no, not a thing. Not a thing. That's not, I'm not, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not the least bit concerned about that. Let me tell you why. Yeah. Um, no, and this is, I think this is always, and you've actually explained this to me once before, but I come up with like business ideas. I feel, I think I've gotten better about this than I used to be. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. I don't know. That could still be terrible, but probably I, I would say that at least on a week by week basis, I've come up with some type of new like business idea yeah. that I need to like tell you about and mm -hmm. see if you'd be interested in. And right. basically for me, I'm just like casting lines over and over and over again. And eventually right. there will be the one that like sticks with you. And it's like, perfect. I finally, I finally found the thing. Here we, here we are. I'm like a magician. Who's like, was this your card? <laughs> was this your card? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was this your card? <laughs> it's like, it's like the last one on the deck. <laughs> You're like, okay. But eventually I guessed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it works, right? That's, that, that's not magic. <laughs> that's not magic. Well, no, this is this is the problem I, I feel like I, I struggle with myself when it comes to all of these things, though, is that the it, it's almost like I've never had, and this is like, uh, this isn't sad to me for what it's worth, but it might sound sad, but I've never had like this particular lifelong ambition to do anything. Mm -hmm. Like I used to be super envious of people who like, I, we've we've talked about my pilot friend before who like when I met him in sixth grade, wanted he, to be a pilot. he wanted to be a pilot and he is now a pilot. Yeah. And it's like and to me, that's like what a what a fun, awesome life to like always know what you want to do and then work really hard, achieve that goal, work up the ranks. And and like you look back and you're like, wow, I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. I, it is interesting on the flip. I will give you the flip side of that coin is that my wife, uh, like some very similar situation, like from little girl, always like had planned on becoming a teacher. Thoughts of that, you know, that's what that's what I want to do. Right. And she that's what she always planned on doing. She went to college, majored in, you know, uh, preliminary education, inter interdisciplinary studies. Sorry. Oh, wow. Well, you get it right. I know. <laughs> Fancy titles. All right. Um, you know, be became a teacher taught and uh, that, you know, whole plan accomplished. Did it. Hooray. Check. Check. Flip side though, it was like one of these situations where growing up, she just, I don't, I don't think, and she's like talked to me about this where she didn't feel like she was exposed to a lot of other potential professions. And so she, when she got to college and, you know, it was well underway to becoming a teacher, uh, you know, she had friends that would be like, oh, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. And I'd be like, how did you even, how did you even come to this conclusion that that's what you wanted to do? And you like know so much about it already. And, you know, then you get into the real world and all your friends have all these other jobs. You're like, it, I think she's often wondered to her, it's like, what, what if I'd wanted to do something else? Like, could I have, you know, probably I could have just done whatever. I was like, yeah, yeah, you probably could have. You had very good grades and everything you ever did. So, oh, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, I would say for Beth, I mean, no matter what, yeah, anything yeah. she wanted to do, she could have done. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. But, but she, she had like her, her like career track like laid out before her. Right. She's but like, this is what I'm going to do. To me, okay, so that's the thing though. To me, that feels like a, and this is probably a grass is always greener phenomenon, but hey, I said phenomenon. I always say phenomenon. Mm. People talk about it and, you know, they've brought it up to me. They're like, yeah. you're using it so well. Keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> you use phenomena the appropriate amount. The appropriate amount. Yeah. yeah. Um, life is phenomenal. Life is phenomenal. I've actually noticed that there are uh, people in my life that I realize have started uh, using the word phenomenon. And I'm like, am I rubbing off on people? Mm. I think I might be a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, not the point. It's there is something to me about the uh, that's so reassuring about having like this 
fixture in your life that's yeah. like so concrete that you've always known you wanted to do that you can like that that like it's always this like solid base you can come back to yeah versus versus my very like fragmented weird bridges that are made out of a variety of different materials that i've recently come in contact with and therefore attempted to create a business model around right <laughs> like that's because that's that's like the i don't know that that's why i'm so dependent on you it's almost like you're my filter for a good idea because like i can just keep pitching things right and then eventually if you think it's a good idea then it's like that validation is like oh wow i'm oh i see this, it's, and then like i'm immediately like i'm a genius <laughs> i've done it yeah it's like uh, i finally like it so that's why I'm, that's basically like why i think you know like you're the best mm-hmm. brother for me to have because eventually you're gonna love one of these ideas yeah. and then i'm gonna be able to just grip onto it and finally have that just security in my mental space that I've needed for my entire right. Eventually life. We'll have a nice concrete bridge. Yeah. That isn't but, made out of like noodles or grass or something. Yeah. Noodles yeah. or grass. <laughs> it's been both. Yeah. Uh, but just be aware of the fact that until you finally agree to this thing, <clears throat> you're the one single-handedly depriving me of that concrete bridge. Yeah, I don't know about that. No pressure or anything, but like, you know, well, for what it's worth, the whole, the whole podcast was one of these ideas. The, the podcast was one of these ideas. Yeah, yeah, this was one where it was kind of like, no, we're, we're going to do it. And actually, I think it was even the uh, we came up with a name for the podcast on a whiteboard one yeah. day. We have and a good name that really sets so many things in motion. It, well, OK, this is a thing that I have realized so frequently in life. Like when you're when you're pitching something that could be potentially like ambitious to somebody, there is all these hurdles that that they see right away, like all of the potential problems that you need to navigate through. And this is all right. I feel like there is something to be said where intelligence is not like the most valuable um, entity that you may have, like under your umbrella. If you are determined, mm. like never underestimate someone who is determined to do something. Right. Because that determination is usually what knocks down all of those barriers. Right. And I feel like more often than not, if I can if I can present like the first 10 barriers knocked down and like hold up, like, look, we're already this far. Like we already have this. Right. Then it's, it is always that much easier to get people on board because you've already taken that first big step forward. Right. And so in in the case of the podcast, I think it was coming up with the name for it. And then all of a sudden it was sort of like, Oh, okay. Now we can, now We we can start like figuring out what everything else looks like as it pertains to popcorn culture, the podcast. Well, we had like a lot of, you know, immediate infrastructure available for this kind of, uh, project as well yes well this is a this is i will maybe i'll maybe i'll throw a hot tip at you hot tip is that uh i think often when it comes to new ideas you want to build the infrastructure for everything entirely in-house yeah so you know what i mean so like if you came up to me and were like hey do you want to start a coffee company i would have been like then we have no means to make coffee we don't know. We we know we need like a roaster. We need like a warehouse. We need like all, you know. Look, you know all these things. <clears throat> right now I do. I wouldn't have even known that then. Sure. Fair enough. Then we're talking to someone who's like, this person has a coffee company. They want to work with you guys to make your own coffee. It's like this seems Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. It's like, like, like we, we can work with other people who've already figured out all the barriers and they can just plow right through them because they've already got the infrastructure in place. Right. You know, okay. you, I, I feel like sometimes you'll give me an idea and you'll be like, 
well, it's not going to be that bad. We can probably build a warehouse if we need to. Yeah. You know, you know? I, and I have talked <laughs> to you, warehouse builders before on the phone yeah. at length. I, it's always funny too. Like when I, I have just recently, I talked to a guy on the phone about a warehouse and it was, it was really hilarious because the guy recognized my voice yeah. and then realized that he watched super Carlin brothers, YouTube videos. Right. And so I had like my first initial call with him and then he called back and he had like all these questions for me and it mm-hmm. was, it was really fun. And I was like, oh, it's going to be so great. We're going to build a warehouse. Right. With this guy who watches the channel. Um, we didn't end up doing it, but uh, either way. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I've never been the least bit worried about building the warehouse mm-hmm. at all, which we right. will inevitably need. I, for whatever. For whatever. Yeah. See, honestly, and honestly, I was pulling that example out of like thin air as like an outlandish thing. But like you've already see, you see what I mean. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and, and it's uh, I do. It's funny because my wife actually does the exact thing to me that it sounds like I do to you, where very frequently, like, you know, we'll be walking around the house and she'll be like, we could just like take this wall down and then we could do this here and then we'll put in French doors there and then we'll like build the deck off of this. And I'm like, wait, what? Like where it's like, we're, we're still trying to finish up this bathroom. Like, right. you know, like we're, we're not, we're not quite on knocking that wall down yet. And you're, you're absolutely correct where it's like, it'll often also be like, as I'm like throwing on my jacket to like leave the house for work. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I was, Hmm, I'm not in the same brain space. Oh, that is, yeah, that makes such a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just, Beth will also do this to me. Even very last night, you know, I think, uh, we were just watching, uh, just unwinding for the weekend watching, I think, uh, Ted Lasso on Apple plus or whatever. Great show, by the way. Okay. Okay. I just really enjoy it. I'm like very invested in it. And she's just like, what do you think about this for an ottoman? And I'm just like, what? Like I'm nowhere near shopping for an ottoman right now. You know, like it's like, what? Like, no, I I can't talk to you about this right now. And you're bothering me because I'm trying to watch the show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I do. I do feel like there's maybe a metric to be observed by the, by the, uh, the kernels at home that the, the two examples that we would reach to for me was moving walls and building a deck and yours is an ottoman. Mm-hmm. The, I think the difference in those commitments of decisions maybe might be a measure of even the difference of where our baseline is coming from in terms mm-hmm. of what available change we have. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess so. Was it a cool ottoman? I mean, it, it it was like quilted. I don't know. I can't even. It had like cushions all the way. It was like circular. I like cushioning all the way around it. Oh, you would like set a tray on it. Okay. Okay. Sounds good for the kids. No hard corners. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> I'm not against getting a new ottoman or anything. We don't have. Jay, we have a coffee table. This o- would be like sell like doubling up. Oh, as okay. Like coffee table slash ottoman. Would it be removing available space for a future beanbag? Uh, there is no available space for a beanbag of any kind in my house. Oh, no. Yeah. Just a real quick update. From yeah. Emily Chang, we have a great emoji mm. of you sitting in a beanbag chair, not wearing shoes. And <laughs> from from the email, I understand that you're supposed to be wearing the green shirt that you wore all through your uh, Dumbledore's big plan. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, we'll have that in the show notes for, for people to... For people who want to check it out. Yeah. Thank you, Emily Chang, for submitting that. Yeah. Returning to our own notes for the show, I think we have uh, bypassed a corny joke. We have, absolutely. Which Let's was get also it. Half an hour in. Half an hour in. Okay. Which I like this because this was actually submitted by uh, through the email by C. Oh, by so, C. So thank you, C. Uh, Jay, what do you call a puddle with feet? I don't know. What do you call a puddle with feet? Standing water. Standing. Oh, I get it. Ah, I get it's got it. Feet. Ah. Yeah, feet. Standing water. I, I found this one in particular adorable just because the idea of a puddle with feet just seems like so cute. I imagined it as like a little like. <laughs> 
like uh, cartoon drawing of like a puddle with eyes and then just like two like little like socks coming off the bottom of it. Yeah. So it's like a puddle with feet. <coughs> That's hilarious. We'll name him Puddles. We'll name him Puddles. <laughs> I'm like, why is he called Puddles? Oh, because he's a puddle. Oh, because yeah, I get it. It's not that a reach, it, really. Not, yeah, it, just, it makes, makes just like, almost instant sense. Yeah. 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 Sense. I was this past weekend. Uh, it was raining and my son Luke has been enthralled with this new game he came up with. Oh, boy. It's called uh, Put Leaves in a Bucket and Throw Them Off the Deck. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds complicated. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's exactly what it sounds like, but I kid you not, he spent like almost two full days just walking down to the yard, putting leaves in a bucket, bringing them to the top of the deck, and then one at a time dropping them through the bars of the deck and being like, where's it going to land? <laughs> Well, I mean, based on gravity and all of the different wind ratios involved, yeah. it seems like there are numerous available options. There are basically three real options. One was in the grass, two was in the mulch, and three was under the deck. Oh, what was and, winning? Uh, mostly mulch. Mulch, okay. Mostly mulch. Okay, that's yeah. the target. But I don't know if it was the target, but, you know, uh, he was enjoying this immensely. He calls the, uh, you know, it's funny when little kids don't quite have the delineation between very similar things so he calls the the ground the grass the floor the so okay. like, i want to put leaves on the floor like let's go do it well, so we, we can spend time putting <laughs> leaves on the floor yeah but so one day it was like last friday it was just pouring rain all day you know a big deterrent from playing leaves on the floor oh yeah of course yeah so uh i got fortunately we had like a little rain jacket for him and some boots which uh thankfully still fit because they were supposed to be for winter in case it snowed last year which it didn't but they still fit so we just like loaded up on rain gear and went outside and played in the rain and luke found some puddles to jump in did he like jumping in the puddles he liked jumping in the puddles but it was this was a great experience because to me like personally i really like it i really like rain uh, yeah like, yeah I me too you know yeah like i enjoy the you know just like the sound but for some reason i'm always like the on the on the flip side, there are situations where it's raining, and I'm like, oh, and I don't be like, oh, I have to go check the mail. You know, I'm gonna get wet. Oh. This is, the, you know, like, but also I always want to have like a good reason to be in the rain where it's not inconveniencing me. Like I want to have a convenient excuse to be in the rain where it won't bother me that I'm getting wet. Can you give me an example of something that would be being in the rain where it's not a problem? No, no, I can't. Oh, okay. This is the problem. It's like I had this very like romantic vision of the rain. Yeah. Like it's fun to be in the rain. Like I want to be in the rain, but like it's it's m more often than not of like it's it's a hassle to be in the rain. It's a problem because you're getting wet. Right. So like yeah. I don't know. When I was a kid, I remember there there was a handful of occasions where I would do this thing where and this this was probably under eight years old, but dad had this very large, just like yellow poncho that yeah. lived like in our coat closet. And every once in a while when it rained, I would literally just take the poncho out into our like front sidewalk in our front yard and just like sit on the sidewalk and like be so in love with the fact that I was outside in the rain and getting like to listen to like the pitter patter oh, right. on the, like the poncho. Yeah. But like I was protected from the rain. Right. So I think that that's always been like my obsession with the rain is like this idea of getting to be out in it, but also like simultaneously like protected from it. Right. Like I love camp. I love it when it rains when you're camping, when you've got like the rain fly. It's like, what are the odds? We were out here and I get to like use the rain fly. And it's like, yeah, you can hear that like pitter patter and it just seems cool. That is that is like literally my happy place. Yeah. Like what you just described, like at night, like if I'm having like trouble sleeping or something, I will literally lay in bed imagining 
being in my sleeping bag in a tent where it's just like monsooning outside, but you're just like listening to the rain fall on the tent. Right. That's like, that's like the happy place I go to. Exactly. It's very, it's very nice feeling. But the reality is most often it's like, oh, I just put up at the grocery store and it's pouring rain. And now it's like, you know, now I'm going to have to be grocery shopping, soaking wet. Or I'm like more recently, maybe like I'm walking with the kids in a stroller and it's like, oh no, oh no, I'm about to have to push this thing at, you know, mock speed back to the house. So everyone's not soaking. Right, right, right. I I wonder if this is maybe something you have to like let go of. It's like part of the process of becoming an adult is that rain is now inconvenient. It is, but there's like, so this is why this past weekend was so nice. Cause I was like, you know what? I'm going to go outside and we're just going to play in the rain. And the novelty is going to be, it doesn't matter what we're doing. The novelty is that it's raining. Yeah. And so this was a very good, like fulfilling, like moment for me. Like I was like, I'm getting to play with my son and I'm getting to be in the rain for this like very like good reason. Right. It's like where the point is to be in the rain. It's like, yes, oh, this is what I've been like hoping for. It's like, I, cause anytime it rains, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad it's raining. I can like, what am I going to do? You're just get, you know, I'm not just going to stand in the rain. See, that's the thing. Yeah. For me, I always, yeah, I think, I think like I would love to go, like if it's raining, I feel like sometimes I'm almost encouraged to go for a run. Ah, because it'd like, be good because like, there's almost this sort of like rather epic feeling of like being out there yeah. facing the elements well, in that, this way. That was always like, if it was a cross, or I always loved it when, yeah, if it was cross country practice and it was raining out and it was like, <laughs> we're just running in the rain today. It's like, it was sort of fun now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or if you were, you know, playing in a soccer game and it was pouring during the game, I was like, yeah, oh, we're playing in the elements. Yeah. Right. Really cool. I, I, that's another one of those things I've thought about before. Like I remember rec league soccer when again, probably under 10 years old. And there were days like where, I mean, it was like sheets of rain coming out of the sky. Like, I mean, torrential downpours. And I'm like, why didn't they just cancel the game? Like, I can't believe they had us out there. Like, I mean, I'm so glad they did because I loved it. And it did feel like this is going to like, if we win tonight, this is going to be like the most epic of circumstances. Yeah. Like there were like moments where I feel like I would like turn my head, like almost like in a slow motion way, like taking in the field, like absorbing every ounce of like the detail that like had to be, you know, surrounding me. Yeah. And I don't know. Probably in hindsight, it wasn't. I don't know. I, I have no idea that I can like literally go back to individual moments in the rain and like, yeah, take in the exact emotion I was feeling at that point in time. Mm. And I'm not sure why. Rain is cool. Rain is cool. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. OK, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted layers of our youth and like even in our office we have not one but two full display cases with some of our all-time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled but something i did not know existed when i was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting you know to me it was just like a rare charizard is a rare charizard like it doesn't doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. 
Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. But see, I imagine now, see, you're at the point in your life, though, where if you, if I had to take Luke to a soccer game and I'm just sitting on the sideline and it's pouring rain, this is now terrible. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But it's probably going to happen. It's probably going to happen. And who knows? Maybe I'll just be like, yeah, it's raining. Awesome. (laughs) Look at Luke go. Oh, my gosh. Dude. No, just not not very hard left turn or anything. But he was he's just been dribbling this like basketball we have, like it's a soccer ball around in our backyard. I'm like, I cannot believe how good you are at dribbling a ball right now at two years old. Oh, because like, uh, like I think back, like I played soccer my whole life, but I also remember learning what soccer was, and I was in first grade. You know, like sure, like but I don't think I had practiced kicking a ball in any fashion prior to then. Prior to then, other than knowing that like balls were thick, like kicking something you could do to a ball, but it wasn't, there was, I didn't know there was a sport around it or there was skill to it. It was just, you could kick a ball. This is like, you can already dribble. Can't. Well, no, there's no yeah. doubt about it. Luke, Luke is going to be massively athletic. I think the kid that, yeah. can also already throw a frisbee. Yeah, which I, that was like something that took me until. Well, I remember. Uh, it, I'm sure you do too. Cross country camp one year. Yeah, they had this intense. Like, well, I don't even know why I thought it was so intense. I did though. Yeah, uh, ultimate frisbee tournament that oh, you yeah. would do. And the thing about it was. Like it, it became this massively like competitive annual tradition that you did at cross country camp against all the other cross country teams that were there because you're you're dealing with groups of people that can all run. 
Yeah, forever. Like, forever. Yeah. And so the games were just so competitive. They were. And but I remember like getting to cross country camp and being like like freaking out a little bit because I didn't know how to throw a frisbee. And it was it was like I, I'm like at this point, I don't even know, uh, 15. Yeah. And it's like I should know how to throw a frisbee by now. Like I'm definitely of age. Right. right. Where this should be like in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Somewhere in your life, this should have come up. Yeah. And, and this is like it, they've it's happened to me on so many different occasions where it's like not until I absolutely needed to know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Would I learn how to do something? And that was that was throwing a frisbee. And I yeah. remember like we were like all practicing practicing uh in this like parking lot before the big game and like the it finally came to me and i was like throw the disc and it came out perfect and i was like what oh i just got it it was like how did this happen i don't even know it feels like divine intervention or something like yeah like something just hit me and i now know how to throw a frisbee there is something about yeah throwing a frisbee where like all of a sudden you understand like it's like there is something that has to click i think yeah all of a sudden you understand like how the spinning is affecting the air and how the flatness of the frisbee like effect and like how much you're spinning it in your hand and like why holding it certain way like all of a sudden like I think I feel like you can very quickly go from barely being able to throw a frisbee that doesn't like immediately sail in a big arc and roll 20 feet to like understanding five ways to throw a frisbee very quickly all at once all, all at once, once like yeah. once it clicks you're like, like oh okay it's it doesn't matter which way my hand is as long as the frisbee is doing this particular motion yep it'll go yep and you're like oh i just oh, get yeah i know what you mean yeah i had the same experience throwing frisbee not something i could do as a kid no no not at yeah. all and then and then it all just sort of yeah sort of came together came into focus yeah uh very exciting and that that same night i remember there was this moment like uh i feel like we can you and i can jump reasonably high it's been a very unusual blessing we've been gifted with yes yeah yeah, yeah. and there there was this like in this this particular frisbee match uh like on in the stadium you know like you're like on like a turf stadium which also i think right, i just right. thought was like you never get to be here this yeah. is so cool you're in app state you're on the turf you're in the middle of the track you're like on a football field yeah and they're, they're like one of the most like the coolest moments of my life that i wish that there was just this like incredible picture of yeah but i mean the the frisbee was thrown had to be six feet over my head had to be and jay i mean i mean to tell you that i jumped. If, if it was six it was 15 exactly <laughs> i mean i jumped and like i mean i'm just i'm like feet upon feet off the ground mm-hmm. arm fully outstretched the back yeah. can't believe i caught it you look Ca- like the guy on the frisbee the guy exactly yeah. i'm pretty sure that they didn't actually print the guy on the frisbee until after this until moment this. happened yeah and and a bystander was like an a, 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 a cartoonist mm-hmm. and immediately upon seeing it didn't photograph it drew it drew it sent it to the frisbee company where they then inserted me onto the the front face of all frisbees yeah uh then after and always before <laughs> it was a it was a portal in time it was a portal in time and so i'm like in the air arm fully outstretched land i mean like, i think like you know clean on my back and it's like one of these moments where it should have knocked the wind out of me but it didn't you just got right back up got right back up and it was just i don't know it was incredible one of the, like, it's like and i'm, I'm was str- it raining i wish <laughs> if only if only maybe it was a little bit maybe, maybe it was it, probably sprinkling and now that i think about it there was a bolt of lightning in the sky <laughs> did they include that in the picture they should have. They should have. They should, they have. should they have. They should have. But of course, if it's lighting, fifteen minutes break. Yeah, break. That was the word. You're at the pool, and it's clearly just going to thunderstorm for hours. And they're like, the, the, you know, the lifeguard hears a, a moment of thunder, and they're like, fifteen minutes out of the pool, and you're just like counting down, like, has it been fifteen minutes? Has it been? Oh my god! And it's like the sky is still horribly gray. 
15 minutes. I know that's the rule, but probably still not safe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's it's like one of those things where it's it, it's almost hilarious to me that the lifeguards would even abide. It's almost like because they've determined this 15 minute rule that like every single time it thunders, it's like all of us are like, okay, 15 minutes starts over again. Let's sit here staring at our watches. Yeah. We're almost there. Brian, you ready to get back in the pool? Because we're at we're at 1430 right now <laughs> and I haven't heard a I haven't heard a peep. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Brian was the lifeguard. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. Sure. I remember Brian. Yeah. Slash swim coach. Slash swim coach. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I remember. You were there. I was there. there. Yeah. I wake up at eight in the summer and go to freezing cold swim practice every day. It was a blast. It was not a blast. It was it one was... of my least favorite things we ever did. Uh, it in, was, in it our, was cold. Yeah. This There was, of all the sports we ever did, I feel like so many of them I was always fearful to do. This actually is true about me to this day. Yeah. Like, I remember you and Beth started rock climbing and yeah. you were like, you got to come rock climbing. And I was like petrified to go. And then ultimately I ended up going and like became like obsessed with it like right. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so this has been the case for just about any activity I've ever done ever because I hate the unknown mm-hmm. more than, right. I don't know, anything. And but when it came to swim team, this was never, I never got over it. Every single day I had to go to swim practice was exactly the same. It was like, I had to like work up my courage all over again. I knew I was, I was like, I was get there. I was going to be the worst. I wasn't going to be able to breathe. What if I drowned? Like I was always terrified of like the same things every single time I had to go. This, it sounds like you were describing exactly the same sort of like nervous anxiety I had about mountain biking for just like years. Really? Yeah. Oh, so fascinating. Yeah. Oh man. Did mom make you do it every summer? No, she didn't. But it was like when people asked me to go, it was like, it it was like very anxious. Yeah. 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 It's like like, like a full body response. Yeah. And it was just because I had like every, I don't know. I, I, we talked about it in the last part. I had just like these several experiences and it just seemed like every single time it was just like things are just going wrong it's like you would imagine it's going to be this bad and then you'd get there and it would be that bad and worse yeah and yeah. you'd be like this is uh yeah so well so that being said this past weekend yeah despite copious amounts of rain we ended up hitting the trails we sure did on saturday morning you yeah. you and dad and me yes we did hit the trails eventually eventually despite yes. the fact that there were like the the i mean honestly for this to be like your first ride on your brand new mountain bike i was like i cannot believe the number of obstacles that have arisen that was that spurring any of your anxiety? Like, were you like, was it like, I'm almost there. I can almost do it. I can almost face my fear, but no, no I wasn't, I, can't. I wasn't honestly, all of that had been conquered long ahead of time. I was okay, not, so I wasn't good. worried or concerned at all. I was almost just like, I don't know. I had like, I don't know. I don't know what has shifted, but I just had like great confidence about it. Love it. Love yeah. it. Love it. Okay. But yeah, we did. <laughs> it was a, it was quite a morning. Uh, dad was supposed to pick me up at nine. Cause he has like the bike rack on his car. And I got a call from him at like 9.15. He's like, oh, I'm going to be a little a little late picking you up. We've got people uh, here working on the fence in our backyard. And uh, one of them was just bitten by a copperhead snake. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, just take your time. Right. That's fine. What? <laughs> like a, a, a copper? Like, and again, like our, <laughs> our, our parents' house is like in, a, it's like on a cul-de-sac. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not like thick wilderness not necessarily. Not in particular, no. Uh, so it's it's not exactly where you might expect to run into a copperhead. Yeah. Um, But I, I guess. Certainly growing up, we never saw like any snakes no, in our house. None. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, no, no, pretty shocking. So we, we get delayed on that front. Yeah. Um, and but the guy's okay. <laughs> totally fine. In case fine. anyone's wondering. Yeah, yeah. He, He's fine. He was back at work the next day. Yeah, perfect. Um, mm-hmm. But so then we like get out to the trails, which are, I mean, they're, they're kind of far away. Like they're, it's not terrible, but maybe like a 25 minute drive or something like that. So yeah. like we get out there, we're all like, you know, loading up our gear. We're getting ready to like, you know, get off. And uh, the, you have to 
ride a mile down a paved road before you actually hit like the trailhead. Yes. So we get down there and we're like, we're just crossed over the threshold, maybe like half a mile down or something. And dad just gets a straight up flat tire. Straight up. Like, and, and we have what's called tubeless tires, which means that there's no like inner tube inside of the rim. Mm-hmm. It's just like, there's like a, almost like a, like a goop, a goop. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. Almost like fix a flat. Like if you ever had like a flat tire in your car and you like injected it and then just like refilled it and like sort of fills in the gaps. It's like that, except you use it all the time. That's like how it functions. Right. In order to save weight. And, um, so he gets, I mean, he gets like a hole literally in the tire itself. And just by sheer luck, I just brought a second bike yeah. with us. So I ride back to the parking lot, get the car. At this point in time, you've really not even touched a single trail yet. Yeah. So yeah, you, like you said, you're, there's like a mile of paved road. Then you get to uh, probably like you have to do maybe another mile or so on gravel road, but at least you're in the woods now. Yes. And you can kind of feel like we're off road. So, yeah, we're maybe half a mile into the gravel road and that gets the the flat. Right. And the thing about tubeless, the other advantage, not only is it weight, but you're supposed to, if you carry the goop with you, then all you really should have to do in theory is spray the goop inside the tire where the flat is and refill, wait for it to set, pump it up again, and you should be good to go. Right. Like that's how it's supposed to be easy. But even as we were driving out there, like dad, you know, he was asking me what kind of tires I had. And he's like, yeah, he was trying to tell me stuff that I should, you know, maybe invest in like bringing with me when I'm on the trails and stuff. He's like, I always carry a tube with, I have tubeless tires, but I carry a tube because I've never, I've never had to change it and i'm like you can always put a tube in even if you have a tubeless tire and i'm like sure i'm like i I don't think you fully adopted tubeless life yet dad but (laughs) sure well he's i mean he's been a cyclist for yeah well 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 before then so it it makes sense that he would still like reside in the territory of like you still gotta have that backup plan you gotta have that backup tube you gotta have the backup tube which so (laughs) then naturally he does get the flat and he does have the tube but we don't but he doesn't then have the tools to also replace it and you know you're sitting in the woods and uh, fortunately yes you had the other bike so you have to bike back to the car and bring the car back down the to pick car, up you guys. Pick us up. So about an hour into our ride, we're back at the parking lot where our, where we started. Yep. And we have to bike back to the front of the trails again. And I think for what should have been a ride started at about 9.15, we, I think, started at uh, 11.45. Yeah, yeah, so something like that. We were something a little like delayed. Yep. But then we got out there and you did absolutely incredible. It was great. Yeah. yeah. It was super fun. Had a blast. The bike works great. Oh so exciting yeah it was a really good time so yeah just just uh for the for the folks at home be prepared for all sorts of great mountain bike adventures oh uh, yeah starting with i saw a coyote yeah ben saw a coyote which i think you you suggested this idea and i'm I'm sort of loving it yeah uh it becoming my signet your signet yeah like on the mandalorian like on the mandalorian yeah yeah. so like like ben the coyote carlin i thought you were so on the pop you were ben the lion carlin earlier are you switching to ben the coyote carlin i think i'm gonna have to okay i'm gonna have to yeah because i keep i keep running into coyote Right. It, uh, They're drawn I, to you. I, I say that, but it's happened three times over the course of like seven years. Mm-hmm. But either way, I mean, more than still, me. it's it's like it's up there. Yeah. And it was like right in the middle of the path too. I, I like locked eyes with it. And I was like, hi, coyote. And I, I was it was so weird because it's like they can be a little bit dangerous to run into. Sure. And if anything, I was just pure excited. I was like, whoa. Right. Like, that's so cool. Like I biked right at it. <laughs> like, let's go. Yeah. Um, so apparently it's like coyote runs and r- runs in my veins. There you go. Clearly. But yeah, so the prior to this though, there were there were two other occasions. So I see the coyote, you know, in the middle of the trail. Number three. Yeah. Number two, I'm playing laser tag at uh Alice's uh like family property, which right. is like it, it is out in the wilderness. It's like, you know, five acres of land or whatever. 
And we had like rented this set of like outdoor use laser tags, like where everybody has like a vest and, you know, the sure. guns and stuff like that. And you run through the woods. And I'm like literally like crouched behind this tree when a coyote just goes ripping past me. Whew. Like, like I can like feel the air. Oh, gosh. Like, I, it was that close to me. I was like, oh, my gosh. So that's scarier. That was scarier. Yeah. That was scarier. And so, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was intense. And then prior to that, so, so far we've got mountain biking and laser tag. Yeah. Prior to that is maybe a combination of the two. Uh, we have a, we have a friend who uh, owned a huge parcel of land in like sort of like rural Virginia somewhere. This is the only time I've ever gone hunting in my entire life. Mm-hmm. We were completely skunked. But uh, I remember walking, you know, like along what I now realize was a game path, which is yeah. basically like you know, the paths that the, the the animals have made that the animals have made. Yeah. Just out in the middle of this like raw wilderness. And I'm like walking along this path. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe there's a path out here. And <laughs> I look up and staring right back at me is a coyote. And in this particular occasion, I literally like, and of course we're all like walking through the woods trying to be like, you know, deadly silent, like trying to look for squirrels, which they were none. Oh like, yeah. No squirrels whatsoever. No squirrels. Um, I was like, what, what is the deal with this woods? Like no squirrels. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so I, I immediately, you know, we're all like treading very lightly, like these like careful steps. I'm just, sp- I turn around and I'm sprinting away from this thing. Like I, I like maximum capacity, uh, just pure, pure terror. Uh, and so that was coyote number one. Okay. So clearly through my years I've, I've adopted. It seems like the less armed you've been, the braver you've been about the coyote. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe it was because like there was a sense like I'm not supposed to be in opposition with the coyote. Right. You know, it's like I'm supposed to be one with the coyote. You, yes, right. You're and supposed to be one. Yeah. That, and that's and that's why the less armed you are, the more comfortable exactly. you would be. Because then then you are like, we're here to be friends. Exactly. So now you, you just need to run into one just walking on foot, not even on bike. I think I would probably just, <laughs> that'd be pretty scary. Too. I, it would probably scare me to death. I think that coyotes are supposed to be. Uh, I, and I, I'm I not like speaking, scavengers, right? I, yes, I think so. OK, Um. I believe that there's there. It should not be advised to approach. Uh, yeah, I don't think you should approach any wild animal that is roughly dog-sized or bigger that has sharp teeth. That's the official stance. That's here. the official stance <laughs> of popcorn, popcorn culture. culture. I am not. Yes. Uh, despite your uh, kinship with the coyotes, uh, I do it's not. It's symbolic. It's it's symbolic. I you do not have my support to approach a wild coyote. <laughs> That, that would be, that. Uh, as always, we come up with so many great t-shirt ideas. The, you do not have my support to approach a wild coyote. Great t-shirt idea. Great, put that on a t-shirt right now, man. People, they'll, they'll be, everyone can agree on that. That's a stance we can all take, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, I think yeah. so. No, this this actually will fold in nicely. So now, yeah, maybe that'll be my new back tat idea. We, we've talked <laughs> before. If you were to get a full back tat, what would you get? For me, apparently, it's going to be a very, very, very detailed coyote. Yeah, you're going to be like three coyote moon back there or three coyote moon i yeah. think isn't it normally wolves three or? wolf moon that's three. the famous t-shirt yeah. oh, okay i see i see so but but i could go three coyote moon you could you've have seen three i have seen three yeah should i incorporate the ideals of squirrel hunting laser tag and mountain biking into my into my designs so oh that, right like, like like coyote number one has like a squirrel on its back and coyote number two has like laser eyes and coyote number three has got like uh what could we do for a bike like, uh, like a helmet on <laughs> <laughs> a bike helmet. He's got a bike helmet on a coyote. On a coyote. <laughs> I like the laser eyes the best. I just imagine it just sort of, uh, just sort of like shooting off into like potentially at the moon, near the moon. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Laser eyes, coyote. <laughs> 
Oh man, sounds good. So, that, so I've got mine settled. What do, what do you think you would do? Oh, for my for my full back tat, for your full back tat. For actually, first up, so for, for clarity, neither of us have tattoos of um, any kind. I don't think we have talked about this in the pop. We have not. Okay. Not back tats anyway. Okay, good, good, good. That's yeah. perfect. That that means we're wide open to have full discussion about about tats. Okay. Um, this is I I, I don't know. I feel like I've said these words before. Maybe not. I I've always wanted a tattoo mm-hmm. with the problem being that like nothing has ever felt special enough to like garner permanent existence you know on on my person yeah other than three coyotes and a moon (laughs) (laughs) of course i mean that's you know i'm like i'm like three days into this idea and i'm already loving it so um that that feels like an obvious an obvious selection that will age very nicely so you want a tattoo but you're not even thinking like but but your question is full back Full, full, full back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because if you're going to commit, you may as well commit. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know if that's the situation we're in, but. Okay, fine. We can, we can narrow it down to just tat of any kind in any, in any location. I, man, it's a good question. People, of course, I don't, yeah, everyone gets asked this, I think at some point. Yeah. I don't have a good answer for you. I don't know what I would want. Would you even would you even want a tattoo or would it just feel like? Um, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm particularly like interested in getting one. Okay. I mean. If there was something in particular, like very special, I wanted to commemorate, I could. I, I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. Okay. Or anything. Um. But nothing. Nothing off the top of my head. When you say full back tattoo, I'm always reminded of this uh, particular story, though. I'm sure you will remember uh, from when we went skiing one time. Oh, I do know what story you're talking about. Oh yes. My gosh. This was, I've, I've never met like a more aloof person, but uh, we were, you and I were trying to go skiing, I think over what, what Labor Day, mm, what day is it? President's like, Day? President's Day. That's, or, or MLK. I think, mm, I think there, it's MLK. There, there are two uh, typically large like ski week, holiday weekends yeah. because they happen in the winter and they are typical like three day weekends where people can yeah. go and take the long weekend to go. Right. So we had sort of planned on going skiing for this three-day weekend, and it's like the Thursday before the Friday where you'd go for the weekend, and we're like, we should probably book a place. Yeah. And uh, wow, let me tell you when it's too late to book a three-day weekend on a holiday for a ski resort. The day before. It's the day before. So the whole mountain is entirely sold out. Um, and I at work happened to bring up the fact that oh, I was lamenting we, we can't go because there's no there's nothing, no, available, nothing yeah. available. And uh, someone who was on the conference call I was on was like, oh, guess what? I'm going to snowshoe with a group of 20 people from college and we've got room in our house if you want to crash with us. And I was like, sold! Which to this day, I'm still like floored by. Well... I'm sort of, yeah, I can't believe I'm floored at the, the coincidence that it happened. I'm also floor, sort of floored that we were just like, that sounds great. I yeah. Because, I mean, nothing better than spending three three days with com- a huge group of strangers. Th- this is like almost the, the evolution of the sleepover. Like, once upon a time in my life, there was no circumstance where a sleepover wasn't 100% worth it. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, I don't have a change of clothes for the morning or a toothbrush and I'm going to have to sleep on a concrete floor with nothing more than, you know, like a pillow from the couch nearby. But yeah, I'm definitely down. Yeah, of course. Definitely. You know, like you have a towel I could use as a blanket. Like I'll, I'll make do. I'll sleep on the floor. Yeah. Now it's like it could be three o'clock in the morning and I could be like half asleep on the couch and, and still be like, no, I'm going home no matter what. This is I am sleeping in my own bed. Right. Yes. Uh, the so, act of growing up. Exactly. So now the idea of going with 20 complete random strangers and s- staying with them would be like, there, no, there, there's no way. There's it, no chance. As far as I'd be concerned, there was no options available. Right. Yeah. But at like, this time, we're like, like, definitely in. Yeah. They're like, we're, you know, in our minds, we'll just 
crash. They said they've got like some couches we'll probably have to sleep on. No, you know, we'll just sleep. It's what it's two nights. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. sleeping. We'll be on the mountain most of the day. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. You rationalize like we'll just get up. We'll be on the mountain most of the day anyway. Like we're not even gonna have to deal with right whatever. Oh. Just not the case at all. No. Not the case at all. Uh, first of all, I had never even, uh, the 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 conference call I was on with this girl, um, it, it was a video conference call, but there's normally two people from each office and they always point the camera at just like one person or no one. It's just like on. Right. This is before video conferencing was like super pot, pre-Zoom days for sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I, I had like heard her voice, didn't even know what she looked like, but had been on several calls with her. Okay. So I arrived at the house and I'm like, I'm going to have to figure out who I was even talking to. Don't oh even my know. Gosh. Don't even know. Fortunately, they like greeted us other. I was like, okay, cool. You're you're my, the one person I know here. And as we arrive at the house, they are like exiting the house. Yes. They're like going to a bar and to go see, I think it was like something like Kid Rock cover band or something. That's exactly, That's exactly what it was, what it was. a Kid Rock cover band. So we arrive there and we've sort of been driving around semi in the dark because of course you have you know they gave us gps stuff but once you're on the mountain that's out the window oh yeah there's no there's yeah. no service at all it's it's already snowing hard the roads are just covered in snow it's dark we have a vague idea where we're supposed to be fortunately we find it the moment we get there before we even like put our stuff down our lone contact who's already looking pretty libatious is, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. is on her way out the door <laughs> It's like, okay, hi, uh, and we're like, I, we don't particularly want to go to the bar because we just got there. Right. But this is the only person we know, so we're like, yeah, I guess we have to go. So we're going to go check out this Kid this Rock is cover our band. Host, so we're going to go check out this Kid Rock cover band. Uh, we, then we get, the, I, we're going to go back back tattoos eventually, I promise. We get to the bar and said friend has forgotten their ID, so they're not allowed in. Right, right, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. so all of a sudden, the only person we, we barely know, know is is literally unable to go in and be a part of the right. thing. Right, yes. Now, as the situation were, though, it wasn't like some narrow passage where you had to, like, uh, check with, like, the, the person checking IDs. Right. And, you know, they are old enough to be there. They just don't have their ID. Prove it. Right. So, and we got through first, so we're, like, looking around, like, where? my friend and then like you can see them sort of standing just like sort of behind this invisible line like what's the problem like, i forgot my id and i remember just being like what and just sort of like pushing them and like walking with them and talking like look you're in okay then i'll go and right so right, right, yeah. yeah so we we <laughs> sneak her in sneak whatever obviously she was allowed to be there right age wise not identification wise right yeah, but, yeah, yeah. good clarification yeah so then we go to to grab a brew and we come back well our, our deceit was short-lived because immediately, or pretty quickly, whoever the bouncer was turns around and is like, hey, you're not supposed to be there. She gets just kicked out while we're at the bar. Right. Yeah. And we're like, oh, gosh, guess we should go catch a bus and go back to the house. And in the, like, 30 seconds that all this happens, she has been kicked out of the bar, got on a bus, and left. Like, yeah. It was yeah, like, it was like instant. Like, it was like instantaneous. So now... Me, me, you and I are just stranded at this bar with people we don't know. Not even sure what bus to get on to go back to the place. Yep. And the lone person we know isn't allowed into where we are. And it was just unbelievable. 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 And they this ended up the singing karaoke at four in the oh morning. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This was, I mean, just imagine you have a super close group of friends and you're all getting to see each other for the first time since you graduated college, like four months later. Of course, it's inside jokes abound. It's an absolute party for everyone. They're loving it and they should be good for them. But we, we are but like, we are such so, outsiders. We are so fish out of water. Like there's no incentive to get to know us. You're never going to see us again. Yeah. Like no one cares. We're just extra people. Someone invited. 
whatever. Yeah, I remember them walking around at four in the morning singing uh, karaoke well, up and down the stairs on this three-level house. Yep. Yeah. Well, oh. we're trying to sleep on our couches. Oh, we're trying to sleep on our couches, not getting sleep. Horrible, horrible experience in that regard. But anyway, one of the people in this house, while we're on the bus one day, you can tell he's just like dying to show this off to people. Right. But he's like uh, showing us his full back tat which was uh, like a, uh, I want to say like a mural of the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. 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 But the best way to describe it had like, you know, Dorothy, Tin Man, Lion, all that. Very detailed thing. color. And just like, man, how'd you decide to do that? And he's like, oh, I had a friend who was just wanting to get into tattoos. So I just donated them my back. It was just like, the, like you're saying it's so nonchalant. It's like you have practiced how nonchalant to be about this. You're so right. Yes. That's the, that is the best way to describe the way that this guy was being absurdly chill about the fact that his entire back had become the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So his friend could practice tattoos. It was like, you... Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I remember being like, dude, it's okay to be like a little proud of it or whatever. Sure. Like, you don't have to... Like, you're... you. This is like a calculated presentation. Okay. Giving. Here's a question, though. <clears throat> because do you think that people have a hard time being proud of things that they're proud of? Like, it's mm. like, you don't... It, it's, it actually is. Like, it's, it's, it's easy to, like have our observations about this particular individual in the way that he was going about it because the the manner in which it was such an extreme thing. Yeah. But like there is a very difficult line to walk where you are able to be ridiculously proud about something without like being braggish or gloating mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Or otherwise coming across as what is overly aloof where everybody involved is extremely aware of the fact that this is something to be proud of. Right. It's like, it's almost like you don't want to play something too cool. Cause then it also just seems like it's like, this is, it's like, yeah, this is my new Ferrari. It's like, you need to be more excited about it than that, but not like to the point of this is my new Ferrari. Right. It's like, it's like, what is that weird line to like stand on? Yeah. And it hadn't occurred to me until this very conversation about how difficult it can be to be proud of something well, without. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure this guy was very proud of the fact that he donated his back to someone to practice their Wizard of Oz tattoo on. Yeah. Despite, I think he wanted, I think he even said he'd never even seen the movie or something. That is true. He said that he'd never seen the movie, which I think was like, that is absurd and ridiculous. And like after getting the back tat, you should have gone and watched the movie like 400 times and read the Wikipedia page on it because there, you can't be that committed to it without being (laughs) like, Like it's, it's now become part of your person in a very permanent way. You're right. Yeah. His his aloofness did extend to the fact that he had not seen the Wizard of Oz. Right. Yeah. That that made it go too far. I agree. I agree. Well, who knows? Maybe. I bet. You know, the thing is, if someone listening knows someone with a Wizard of Oz full back tap, it's probably this person. It probably is. Yeah. Yeah. We probably just zeroed in. Probably. Yeah. You're like, I know him. Wait a minute. Right. So anyway, there you go. Although so far, nobody. Remember us from that ski trip, dude? (laughs) Although, to be fair, we tried to track down. The girl who fell into the water with all the carp. Yeah. We have not found her yet. Well, that's a little, maybe something you would keep under. Maybe she's repressed that. Oh, no. It didn't yeah. even occur to me. Yeah. She's like, who knows? Maybe it probably doesn't come up as much as your giant full Wizard of Oz back tat. That's a good point. That's a good point. You yeah. probably don't show off the fact that you fell into a giant pool of carp in the same way you might yeah. your entire back dedicated to a movie you've never seen. Maybe that's, maybe I should have three carp moon. <laughs> Yes, three cart moon <laughs> yeah. to go with my three three coyote moon. Exactly. Oh my gosh. There we go. We're gonna. Oh, it's it's not it's not too matchy matchy, but it's appropriate matchy matchy. Appropriate. Yeah. Who would have thought that I'd be the one with fish? Who would have thought? Yeah. And people would be like, "Why'd you get carp?" And I'd be like, "Well, once my brother knew a girl, and she like she fell in the water, landed on some car, <laughs> couldn't find her, talked about it on the pop. Fifteen years later, so I think you get it." 
Did I mention he cannot remember this girl's name? Yeah. Because that's a that's a vital part of the story. Huge part of the story. I'm uh, actually trying to help him find this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I would. I think I would probably need a cooler animal than than carp if I'm going full full back tat. But. Sometimes carp, especially koi, can make very interesting mm, tattoos. Mm, though koi, that's you know, true. so koi is the type of carp, sort of. Right. Kinda, yeah, in the same category yeah. at least. Maybe I can go like Magikarp or something. Ooh, that Pokemon. would be very fitting Maybe for you. Or we can just go full Gyarados. Here's the thing: we talked about this at the beginning. I haven't had my life fully dedicated to ideas, but I feel like. The things that you've had your life dedicated to, you've liked since you were a little kid. Well, that's true. You don't outgrow anything. Well, maybe not. <laughs> it's kind of amazing, actually. So maybe we have something there. Maybe it's a string we can pull on. Maybe. Maybe. Like a big fandom collage on my back or something. Yeah. In all color. In all, Just yeah. donate your back to someone who's trying to get into it. I yeah. hear it's a great way to get a good deal. Exactly. Yeah. Free. There you go. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Pop. Again, if you want to go and check out our current special offer that we have over at patreon.com slash popcorn culture, you can get yourself a person card oh. by signing up at any of the three available tiers, all of which are the same dollar amount, basically just casting your vote as to who is the one true host of popcorn culture. It's supposed to be. Jazzy uh, J. <clears throat> otherwise, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And a special thank you to these patrons who now support us over on Patreon, including Pork, Amanda Hobson, Loro Sandalvo, uh, Catherine Galang, Cameron Principata, Trenton Perot, Dylan Collins, Alexander Kelly, Josh Davies, Sierra Vigil Trujillo, uh, Reese Hopper, Bards in the Basement, and Ben Myers. Uh, thank you guys so much for your support on Patreon. But otherwise, guys, until next week. Pop, pop. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.